to welcome everyone to another edition of the Pensburg podcast. I am your host Garrett Bahanna, and uh, this is a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a new thing here. We, we have a little bit of a new scenario. You see, the the Penguins are kicking off their 2021. NHL regular season, it's already underway. We have a lot to talk about. We'll get to that momentarily, but uh, we have a new co-host with us on the Pensburg podcast. He is a longtime friend of mine. He is Frank Miola, and uh, Frank, the, I'll give you the floor right here to say whatever it is you want to the Pensburg podcast faithful. Uh, if you just want to introduce yourself for a couple of seconds or just say hello, a quick hello to everybody before we start talking about some Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. Uh, so without further ado, Frank, the, 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 as the new guy, the floor is yours. Thank you, Garrett. It is a, a, a distinct, my distinct honor to be a part of this uh, podcast. I, uh, I have listened to a few episodes in the past and do such a great job with it. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it and talk Penguins hockey. I'm uh, I'm very glad you used the word friend. I think acquaintance has been uh, long associated with us, you know, for the better part of how long, however long we've known each other, about five years now. So I'm glad I've moved up to friend status here. But uh, again, I'm excited to be a part of the podcast. I'm excited to talk some Penguins hockey. And, uh, for those who may be wondering what has happened to our good old pal pick Jim Rixner, uh, he will still be appearing on the podcast from time to time if needed. Uh, but, um, you know, um, Jim and I had talked in the offseason and, you know, Jim wanted to take a, a little bit of a step back with the podcast. And uh, uh, with that, well, I reached out to Frank. Frank was very, very happy to accept my offer and come on the podcast. So Frank and I will be the 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 dynamic duo going forward, delivering you all of your Pensburg podcast happiness. And uh, Frank, let's get right into it. The Penguins have already played a game for the 2021 season. That was a game against the Philadelphia Flyers on January 13th. By now, if you're listening to this, by the time this podcast episode goes out, you will have already known what happened in game number one. The Penguins and Flyers met in Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia Flyers win game one of the regular season by a score of 6-3. to three. Uh, Frank, obviously this isn't uh, this isn't the the ideal start that the Penguins had wanted. Uh, obviously, coming out and losing to a division rival, a very very heated division rival in the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, losing six three. There's going to be a couple of things that we talk about in this episode of the podcast, namely uh, defense, or maybe a, a lack thereof, so to speak, a lack thereof of defense on the Penguins' end. Uh, there was a nice goal scored by Sidney Crosby. But, Frank, before I uh, hand the mic over to you, I just want to make one thing clear. I think it's important not to overreact on a one-game sample size. I think it's important to let the Penguins play maybe 5 to 10 to 15 games before we make any concrete conclusions about what this team really looks like. You know, uh, we'll talk about Mike Matheson's debut in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform momentarily. Uh, He did not have the greatest debut but, um, you, you know, th- there were some positives to take away from this 6-3 to three loss. And for the Penguins, uh, for looking forward, you know, they'll have their chance to 
uh, right the ship a little bit. They play the Philadelphia Flyers later tonight. By the time this podcast goes out, this will be uh, January 15th. They'll play the Flyers again, a little bit of a, I guess you could call it a two game series. But Frank, what were your, what were your impressions? What were your first impressions from watching uh, or reading or listening about the Penguins and their efforts during game number one of the 2021 season? I guess the sins of last year have kind of followed us uh, over into the new year. Um, And I'm talking about defense. Um, At the end of last year in the bubble, mainly uh, we saw the defense struggle against in the series against Montreal, giving up fluky goals, giving up uh, bad opportunities against, you know, I wouldn't say a, a, uh, a bad Montreal team, but a team that we didn't expect to see in the playoffs uh, prior to the pandemic happening. So the uh, the defense, of course, is going to be the biggest question mark. And I think most of us knew that coming into the season, when you let a guy like Justin Schultz go, who uh, <clears throat> who didn't have a, a great end of the year last year, um, but who has been pretty solid in a Penguins uniform since getting here. You let a guy like that go and you replace him with a guy like Mike Matheson, as you mentioned, Cody Ceci. Um, it's, it's definitely a downgrade. So, uh, first impressions of the defense, again, as you mentioned as well, it's only one game. Uh, let's not read too much into it, but uh, I think most of us saw the defense being a big, big question mark coming into the season and protecting and trying to protect a guy like uh, uh, Tristan Jari. I forgot his name there for a second. Tristan Jari, um, you know, going into his second full year, if you will, um, as being the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender. So, don't want to read too much into the, the to the defense too much, but uh, that's kind of kind of where we're at as far as from last year to this year. I think the best part of the Penguins game yesterday was that third line and that McCann, Jank- Janikowski, and Tanev tr- uh, line. Um, Tanev, we kind of knew he's that gritty player. He's perfect for the third line. Um, we saw last year, you know, he surprised most people, I think, when he had that strong start. Um, and then you, you have a guy like Jared McCann, who's always played well since coming here. Jankowski, I don't know too much about him. I hadn't watched him prior prior to uh, coming here to Pittsburgh. But all three of those guys just played wonderful games yesterday. We played a wonderful game yesterday. And um, I want to see that carry over into, you know, the next game being against Philadelphia as well and, you know, carry on through the season because that third line is definitely going to be a, a hopefully a big strength for this team. Yeah, and, and and speaking of strengths, Frank, not to get uh, not to get too far into this podcast, well, I'm sure we'll save that for the mailbag segment. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge for those interested in the mailbag. But to your point, Frank, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said so far. The Penguins did. You, you didn't mention, obviously, the, the Penguins lose Jack Johnson after buying him out. Obviously, he goes to uh, the New York Rangers. So it's a bit of addition by subtraction. I've seen Jack Johnson being labeled the, as addition by subtraction. I don't think you call it the third pair of Matheson CC because I remember seeing Mike Matheson being paired with uh, John Marino at points, uh, I believe Marcus Pedersen started the game on what you would call the third defensive pair. So, um, like you said, I'm not going to draw too many conclusions from what I witnessed. Uh, I think 
you know, Math- some of Matheson's strengths, that being his skating and his shooting, were on display against the, the first game against Philadelphia. Uh, some of his defensive miscues were also on display. I didn't think Cody Cece had a terrible debut in a Penguins uniform. Um, there were a couple of questionable spots. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, overall, it was a bit of a mixed bag. You bring up the third line of uh, McCann, Tanev, and uh, Jankowski. Jankowski uh, being the first goal scorer of the 2021 regular season, getting the Penguins on the board one nothing about five minutes into the first period, if my memory serves correctly. So uh, that was good to see Jankowski get on the board. I think that's one of the things when coming over. Uh, I don't know if Mark Jankowski had a reputation of uh, being a goal scorer with the the uh, Calgary Flames early on in his career. But, Frank, I think it's going to be interesting to see if, if Mark Jankowski can keep up a little bit of a scoring touch. Uh, I think that only is going to help the bottom six and more specifically the third line. And just uh, going off of that point, uh, Jankowski, he kind of reminds me of a poor man's Patrick Hornquist, if you will, if you allow me to use that phrase. Um, a guy that can get to the net, a guy that can, you know, wreak havoc, kind of like Patrick Hornquist did. Maybe not the same, as you kind of mentioned, not the same offensive instincts that Hornquist might, may have had. But, uh, again, he just a guy that can battle, can wreak havoc in front of the net, cause problems for the goaltender. Um, the leadership qualities, you know, again, I don't know him too much as a person or a player, but uh, – the leadership that Patrick Hornquist had, you know, can this guy, you know, gain the respect of the other players to where he can go into a leadership role? I guess we'll see as the, as the year goes on. Uh, we're kind of getting too far ahead of ourselves there. But, uh, again, he just kind of reminds me of a guy that can be like a Patrick Hornquist, get to the net, wreak havoc, and just, you know, allow his teammates to get scoring opportunities. And, you know, I'm excited to see where this third line, again, where they can go and, you know, hopefully, I don't want to go get too far into the HBK uh, years, but that was the third. That was their makeshift third line in the Cup runs there. But uh, this third line could be a very, very big game changer for us. Absolutely, uh, I think the third line, obviously and deservedly so, uh, is the the big talking point out of game number one. We'll see if they can continue to form chemistry and grow that momentum heading into game number two. Uh, Frank, another one of the things that uh, that caught my eye was uh, Sidney Crosby uh, and Sidney Crosby scoring another very pretty Sidney Crosby-esque goal. Uh, The Penguins were on the power play early on in the second period, and uh, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers goalie, Carter Hart, was out of position, and uh, Sidney Crosby basically took Carter Hart's clearing basically knocked the puck out of midair, flicking the puck mm-hmm. into the empty net. And that at the at that point would have given the Penguins a, a two to two tie in that game after going down by a score of two to one. So Crosby ends up tying the game for the Penguins there uh, two to two after a rather beautiful uh, rather beautiful display of hand-eye coordination, whatever you want to call it, flicking that puck into the net. Even if Carter Hart was out of position, Frank, even if this was a little bit of a brain fart by Carter Hart, uh, you like that little rhyming scheme there, huh? If this was a little, mm-hmm. that was nice. little bit of a brain fart by Hart, it's still a great thing to see Sidney Crosby with his hand-eye coordination proving to be one of the best players in the league. 
And uh, Frank, I have a little bit of a statistic for you here. Crosby's goal, as was reported in our Pensburg.com recap by our very own Hook Sorpik, uh, his goal gives him seven opening night goals, which is now one more than Mario Lemieux had in his historic career. So another bit of a another another little accolade to add another little feather in the cap of Sidney Crosby. Uh, Frank, did you get a chance to to watch Crosby's goal and and uh, if you did or even if you didn't, I mean. I'm sure my words didn't really do the description justice, but it's just it's just Sidney Crosby doing Sidney Crosby level things. Right, you just said it, and I did get a chance to see the goal, and it's just we've come to expect it from Sidney Crosby at this point. Um, I'm not kind of I'm not shocked that that goal happened at all. He's had done it against Montreal Montreal in the past. That that one comes to mind where he just beat it out of midair and right right past Carey Price. So just th- these are Sidney Crosby things. And for those who say, I know you're a Connor McDavid fan, Garrett, for those who say Connor McDavid's the best player in the league right now, I mean, Sidney Crosby's still putting up that, that fight that, no, you're not, not just yet, not until I'm gone. So he hasn't fully handed the torch over. Um, Crosby's still got it. I, in my opinion, he, he's still got it firm firm grasp on that but I mean it's just Sidney Crosby he's a future Hall of Famer uh he's a a three-time Stanley Cup champion um and there's nothing more to say about him we've come to expect these type of goals from him um I don't know where he can go what kind of goal he can score next but I'm sure he'll figure it out here soon enough maybe he'll score from the empty stands who knows I mean I'm sure he can do that but uh, it's just again, it's it's Sidney Crosby things. So uh, Sidney Crosby doing Sidney Crosby things. You brought up you you brought up Sidney Crosby scoring from the empty stands, and that that brought to mind a video that I remember seeing. I think this was at some point during like the 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 big lockdown, the big quarantine here, at least where we are in 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 Pittsburgh. Uh, this was probably during the summer. I remember watching a video of Crosby and Malkin in an empty PPG paints arena and they were just doing trick sh- trick shots from like, I do remember the video. Yes. Yeah. It was, they were like, that, yeah, they were really high up and they were just trying to see if they could score from wherever the, where, wherever they were in PPG paints arena, they were scoring in big nets, little nets. So that, that's funny that you bring that up. That was the first thing that came to mind. But as for game one, Frank, you, you know, I think we've touched on a, a lot of the, the 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 big talking points from game number one you know as we both said at the start it's important not to draw too many conclusions from game one and you know this time next week when we're uh recording episode number two i'm sure we're going to have much more to talk about as the penguins would have played multiple games by that point but frank uh this is this is the first time that you are experiencing the pensburg podcast mailbag segment uh for those who are interested in the mailbag segment you can Submit your tweet. Submit your tweet on Twitter at the Pensburg Podcast Twitter account at Pensburg Pod at Pensburg P O D. Uh, and every week, now that the regular season is back up and running, every week we'll, we will have a a mailbag tweet sent out from our Pensburg Podcast Twitter account, asking for your feedback, your questions. Uh, I remember last season, Jim and I we received a, a ton of great questions, a ton of great crazy feedback. No question is off the table for this mailbag segment. So, Frank, this is your first mailbag segment and uh, you're going to get question number one here and i'll read it off to you stephen whitehouse is back with another question 
And Frankie asks, after being leapfrogged by Matt Murray for the number one spot, and now him, and, and now Murray being out of the picture, is Tristan Jari finally ready to help carry the team through the next all-important two to three seasons while their championship window is still open? I think he is. And I think we saw most of that last year when he kind of booted Matt Murray to the side and said, this is my starting goal goalie spot. And, and that's where the, you know, the debate or the controversy kind of started from last year. I'm not, uh, again, I'm not looking at one game. Yeah. It was a six to three game. You look at six goals. Um, it wasn't all Jari's fault. Obviously, like we touched on earlier, the defense in front of him did not play all that great. And we kind of expected that coming into the year. Um, so, Again, it's one game. I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say, oh, Jari gave up six goals, put the Smith in, or bring back Matt Murray. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. We've got plenty of hockey to be played this year. Um, we've got plenty of star power on this team. And, you know, if, if there's anything that this team can do, it is find ways to win. And I think Matt or uh, Tristan Jari is definitely the guy that can lead us to another Stanley Cup while this two to three window is still uh, very much wide open. And again, last year we saw, we saw why he, he was an all-star last year and deservedly so. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited with Tristan Jari in that for us for not only this year, but the foreseeable future. And Garrett, I think it's time for me to ask you the next question. It this is. is how the mailbag, this is how the mailbag goes. All right. My first mailbag. It's very, this is very exciting. Very exciting. So, Garrett, Mark with a C wants to know, what player or players do you think will have the biggest impact for the Pens this season and why? Mark with a C, a very important distinction there. I made sure to include that. So everyone listening, and if you, if Mark, Mark, if you're listening, I want you to know that I, I made sure it's Mark with a C. Uh, back to your question, what players will have the biggest impact and why? I think the, the easy answer I think Casper Kapanen will be a player to watch, probably going to be playing alongside Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby. Uh, is Kapanen worth the price that Jim Rutherford gave up for him in the summer, uh, trading away the 2020 first rounder and Philip Hallander for Casper Kapanen? Still a steep price to pay, in my opinion, for, for Kapanen. Um, he's definitely going to be uh, a player that they're hoping has a big impact. Uh, John Marino is another name that comes to mind. You know, will he replicate his his rookie season success, especially after signing a big six year contract extension right before the season started? Uh, all signs point to Marino really being that that diamond in the rough player that really helps transform the Penguins blue line for the foreseeable future, especially with Chris Letang getting up there in age. You know, could this be Marino's? Uh, defense or Marino's blue line to control in the not so distant future very well could be the case, but we'll have to see what kind of sophomore campaign uh, John Marino has. Uh, I'm trying to think. We we brought up the, the the third line. It'll be interesting to watch what kind of player Mark uh, Mark Jankowski turns out to be, like we previously mentioned. Uh, Tristan Jari. We, we kind of already know the kind of player Tristan Jari is, albeit it was a short sample size last year. Was his all-star declaration, was his all-star season a bit of a fluke? That remains to be seen. So uh, those are the few a few players that ring off the top of my head that uh, look look to have 
uh, the the biggest impact uh may or may have the biggest impact we'll just have to wait and see and frank we you get the third and final question here commander kern is back with another question for us and he wants to know frank what are the greatest strengths for the penguins in this tough division i think uh i think their offense is gonna have to to be their greatest strength and when you have a defense as, as poor as we do right now um can the offense outscore that meaning however many goals we end up giving up can we outdo that obviously they showed last night they couldn't do that um but i think our offense led by Sidney crosby is 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 going to have to be our greatest strength because again like i like we both said uh not only in this show but i'm sure in previous or not only in this podcast but in previous podcasts we this this defense is is not very good right now so the greatest strength, I think, for this team, and you could also say goaltending. I just praise Tristan Jari a little bit because I think he's, I think he's the real deal in, in net. Um, I don't think his all-star season last year was a fluke. So I think the combination of offense and goaltending, if goaltending is a big if, um, if the defense in front of him helps him out a little bit and does not make the mistakes they did, especially the uh, CC Matheson line. Uh, last night so um if we can if we can get our our offense going with the star power uh, and you mentioned Casperi Kapanen I I just totally forgot about him I forgot he was even part of the team to be honest with you until you mentioned um the until you mentioned him as one of the uh one of the people one of the players that could uh, have a big impact so we'll see what he brings to the table when he comes back um from his as uh, seven, I think it's seven day quarantine or whatever. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, where this offense goes and what this team, what this team can uh, show. And like you said, this tough division with Washington, who's who's not, uh, who got better this off season, Boston, who's still uh, going to be at the top. So it's going to be a tough year for the Penguins, but uh, they'll just have to adjust and, you know, see, see where the season takes them. Yeah, Frank, absolutely. I think uh, just to put a bow on this question, uh, an- another thing that they're, that could turn into their greatest strength is the thing that we've already talked about, and that being the third line. I think if the Penguins can can uh, form some of that chemistry, and, and if this can turn into a very reliable third line with a little bit of a scoring touch, you know, we saw it last year with uh, Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Brandon Tanev. I believe that was the very very hot line that whenever it was deployed, uh, it was it was renowned for the, the its defense between those three players. So if if the Penguins can form some chemistry in this third line, and and Jankowski uh, has a little bit of a scoring touch, uh, if if McCann can can find his way, we know the kind of player McCann is very versatile. Uh, if he can find his scoring touch a little bit more consistently, because like you said, Frank, uh, the, the, the Penguins top six and their superstars may have to be relied upon quite a bit based on what, you know, what I, what I know of the Penguins bottom six, it's very meh. It's very, it's not unpleasant or, or unflattering. It's just a bunch of, you know, wishy-washy players who we don't really know much about, or if we do know much about them, we know that they're, they don't have a reputation for producing offense. So 
if this third line can take a little bit off a little bit of the stress and pressure off of guys like Crosby and Malkin as the season progresses, then I think it's going to be a, a win-win scenario for the Penguins. But Frank, uh, I think we've reached the end of episode number one for the 2021 season. With this being your first episode, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode and and go on our merry ways? I, uh, this is a lot of fun, Garrett. Uh I'm excited to, you know, talk Penguins hockey. I love, I love everything about it. So, um, when you, like I said, kind of touched on at the beginning of the podcast, you know, when you asked me to do this, you, I was very happy to do it. And hopefully, hopefully this year ends up with a Stanley Cup victory, and we'll be talking about that later on down the road. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of the team, and let's just have a good year. Alrighty, that should do it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for for coming along this crazy ride to get to where we are as as the 2021 season finally gets underway. And we will be back. uh, We will have a brand new episode of the Pensburg podcast out for you next week, very likely next Friday, as we get back to our regular publishing schedule. But for the new guy, for Frank Miola, I have been... Garrett Behanna, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pensilberg Podcast, and we will see you guys next week.